Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Workplace Wisdom. Sharing insight, perspective, and best practices for creating the planet's best workplaces. Now, here's your host. Welcome to Workplace Wisdom. Stone Payton here with you this afternoon, and you are in for a real treat. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast with Peak Performance Mindset Coaching, Lisa Shermerhorn. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing well. I've really been looking forward to having this conversation, broadcasting this show. I can't wait to share it with our broader audience uh, in, in the on-demand library as as well. It's uh, It's a topic that I've brushed up against. I've read a little bit about. I'm fascinated with... My first question, right out of the box, uh, why mindset? Why, why, in your opinion, is, is mindset so important? It's everything. I, I like to use the, the metaphor of golf. Think about when you're out there on the golf course or doing anything, whatever you focus on, that's what you attract. So if you focus on what you don't want, like if you don't want your ball to go into a sand trap, guess where it goes? <laughs> Always, right? So you always want to learn to focus on what you want. And our ego mind is so good in tricking us and making us think about all the things we don't want. And that's what we end up getting. So what I help people do is really reframe and think about things from a different perspective and really focus on what they want. Because so many of us are trapped in the past and our unconscious mind which um, ends up making a lot of decisions. That's why we end up on that hamster wheel, spinning around, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, because there's a younger part of us that's making our decisions. And it may be your six-year-old, and that's a really scary thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I I like to help people connect their unconscious behavior or their subconscious behavior with their conscious behavior. So they're completely aware and they're a full adult in their workspace and in their, in their own personal lives. Well, it sounds to me like, and I don't mean to suggest for one moment that you don't have uh, plenty of challenges in your business, but it sounds to me like that would be incredibly rewarding work. It's very rewarding. And, and it's interesting because I collaborate with a lot of business coaches because they always say to me, Lisa, you're the part that's missing. You know, I can help people put a business plan together. I can help people do- double their income, triple their income. But if they don't have the mindset and believe that they're worthy and deserving it, they sabotage themselves. And I've had two very successful business coaches tell me they doubled someone's income into the millions and um, you doubled their business and the the person sabotaged it because they couldn't handle it. So it's very important to be really aware of what your beliefs around money are. Uh, I do a lot of money mindset work. Um, because if you have someone who doesn't have a relationship with money or doesn't believe that they're worthy and deserving of it, or believe that people with money are evil or bad, people don't hold on to it. It's the strangest thing. And I, and I speak on this and I show a a picture of a mansion. And then I ask everyone in the room who here wants to make a million dollars a year and everyone raises their hand. And then I say, tell me about the people 
who live in that house, in that mansion. And they'll, oh, they hate each other. They're getting a divorce. The kids hate them. They can't afford to heat the house. And, and, you know, people don't even realize that these feelings are visceral. And I say to them, well, if you think people with money are evil or bad, then why would you ever attract it? And so people really have to sit back and think about what are their true beliefs, unconscious beliefs around money and what is truly running them. So I got to know the backstory. How in the world does one find themselves in, uh, in this occupation? T- tell us a little bit about how you got here. Well, about 20 years ago, I had an emotional breakdown. I was struggling and uh, I was going to therapists two, three times a week and no one was helping me. And someone said to suggested to me going to see a hypnotist. And I'm like, hypnotist, don't those people make you quack like a duck? <laughs> and I was so desperate. I said, I'll try anything. And I couldn't believe how quickly that this woman was able to get me. She literally asked me a question. Let's go to the, you know, take me to the root cause of this issue. And boom, I went to a, a time and, and as a child. And, and what I've learned to do is, so you can't change what happened, but you change how you think about it. So what happened is you release the negative belief around a belief system or something that happened and replace it with what you wish you could have had instead. When you do that, it shifts the trajectory of your thinking. So for instance, if you believe as a child that you couldn't trust people because you were betrayed over and over again, then you see the world through the lens of not being able to trust people. And guess what? You start attracting people you can't trust. Therefore, see, it gets confirmed over and over again. When you heal that wound, when you get to that belief system and you realize that that's the perspective of from that wound and heal that then you start to be able to attract people who you can trust because it's no longer a trigger. You're not seeking that out. You, you touched on it a moment ago, but I'd like to dive a little bit deeper if we could. If you would speak to, at least the way you see it, the distinction between a, a mindset coach and, and other coaches, if you would. Right. The difference between a a mindset coach, I actually have a business background, so I like business. But where my strength is, is really helping people, you know, there are people who have imposter syndrome, or they get promoted into a job that they're not happy in, or they don't believe that they can handle what's at stake, or they have issues at home that are that are interfering with their work life, or their work life is interfering with their home life, or they have a boss that's really triggering them. When you have a handle on your mindset and get to a place of neutrality, and, and that's the place where I really work with people and give them these amazing, really simple mind hack tools to help you become more neutral. Because when you're in a neutral place, you can make a decision that's not emotionally based. It's not a trigger. You can be an adult looking at a decision and making that with, you know, with facts instead of an emotional decision. So when you make a decision in business, if you're afraid of something, and then I can help you get rid of the fear, and then you can look at the numbers from a realistic point of view. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And it sounds to me like there's enough of a distinction that even if I were, and I'm not, uh, a, a professional external coach, but let's say that I went into the business of coaching people 
to facilitate on-air conversations. You know, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I could make the rent if I did that. But if I did, I, maybe I would have a distinct competitive advantage if part of my arsenal was, uh, okay, you're also going to work with Lisa. <laughs> you know, like so, yes. that they, so that they have the mind. Is that accurate? Absolutely. Got it. Absolutely. You know, all of us have insecurities. Every yeah. single one of us. I work with C-suite execs all the time. And, and, you know, they have the same issues, the same fears that everyone else does. You know, and, and, and it's about and also being happy in what they do. And, and it, it actually can be very lonely for them because they don't have a lot of people to talk to. They don't have a lot of people to you know bounce ideas off of because everyone expects them to have all the answers. And that's why a coach is so <laughs> wonderful for people because I can come in from a neutral perspective. I don't work for you. I'm not going to give you the answers you want to hear. I'm going to give you the answers that, that, you know, from a neutral place. And also I believe that we all have the answers within us, but our fears get in the way, our anxiety, our stress level, everything else gets in the way and clouds it and doesn't allow us to access what we really feel. Because oftentimes when we make decisions, it's from intuition. Like I have this feeling and we don't often have the logic behind it initially, but before you expand on it, but you have this gut feeling and so many people can um, talk you out of it and make you feel like you don't know what you, you don't know what you're thinking or doing is the right Mm -hmm. thing. And so it's really powerful when you can learn to trust your intuition and really have full access to that. Well, in in a moment, I'd like to swing back around and uh, dive into this phrase you used, imposter syndrome. But before we go there, just in general, uh, who who makes for a good client for this kind of work? Is it elite athletes? Is it execs? Are there a lot of different types of people that could and should be benefiting from this kind of work? Well, I've worked with uh, golf professionals. I helped one win golfer of the year because um, it's mm-hmm. mindset. So mindset works in any aspect of your life in your personal or professional life. Um, But in work, you know, when you have, especially entrepreneurs, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. When you have these people who come up with these ideas and they're change makers, they're coming up with something that may have never been done before. And that's scary because now you've got your idea. You've got to get up in front of people and ask for money. It's a place of, of vulnerability. It's a place of, of, you know, Am I doing the right thing? You question everything. But when you're passionate and emboldened and feel really strong and you get in front of a group of people, of investors, potential investors, they can feel that. There's a difference when you're that imposter, when you're faking it and you can tell, you can tell on the phone from someone's voice, if they're happy, they're sad, they're anxious, whatever. You don't have to see their face or their body movements. The voice alone will do it. So if you can come into a place of confidence and let go of the emotions and just be you, because being you should be easy and effortless and you should, and that's when you have access to all of your gifts. So this, this idea, this phrase, this phenomenon, this pathology, I don't know what the right (laughs) label is, uh, this thing called imposter syndrome. I mean, it must be pretty prevalent. I, I hear people talk about it. I feel like I've read an article or two about it. Can you just speak a little bit more to that? Where do you see it? What can we do to, to mitigate it? Well, one of the things that I found with, with imposter syndrome is many people are living 
lives that are expected of them, not their own life. So they're, they're playing roles instead of being them. And there's a difference in joy in their life one way or another. They get promoted into this position, which they make a lot of money, but maybe they were really good in, in another position and now they've been promoted into mediocrity or they don't feel worthy and deserving of that position. So they're really in this place of fear and anxiety and can't fully be themselves. And one of the tools that I use is helping people discover their why um, based on Simon Sinek's um, Knowing Your Why. And um, this fellow, Gary Sanchez, researched, um, helped and discovered, interviewed thousands of people and discovered that there are nine different types of why. And when you understand your why, why you do everything you do, then what happens is you're in alignment with who you are. And then you don't feel so much like an imposter. For instance, I grew up, my, my why is that I think differently. I have, I'm challenged and challenged people like to think outside the box. And as a kid growing up, as someone who thinks outside the box, who thought outside the box, that, that I got bullied. I got told, why can't you be normal? Why can't you be like, you know, so-and-so? And I always felt like there was something wrong with me. And there was this part of me that never really felt completely whole because I couldn't own that part of me. When I discovered my why was challenged, I was like, yes, that's the good thing. That is it because it's everything I do. I mean, the, the listeners can't see this, but I live in a log home on the side of a mountain in the mountains of Vermont. Mm. I don't live like other people. I vacation differently. When I go to a restaurant, I always order the special. I always want to do things a little different than everyone else. And when you own that about yourself, it's empowering. And another client who discovered that his why is simplified. And he's a, an engineer and a consultant um, in the tech industry. And so he'd take these really complicated emails that would have five paragraphs and he'd be able to respond in four bullet points. And what happened with that is that he didn't value what he was offering because he said, how can I charge for my time? It took me such little time to do that. They said, it's not the hours, it's the amount of time and effort that you put in learning that skill and being you. And what's that worth to your client when they turn around and have to bring that out into the public where you break it down into layman's terms? That's invaluable. He doubled his, his, what he was charging and doubled his income in six months. So when you own your why, then you're aligned with who you are. You know who you are. And from an employer stand of view, point of view, knowing someone's why is so great because then you know how to communicate with them. You know what's important to them. And, you know, I love the Myers-Briggs and all of these other tests, but this is different because this is the part of you that is the aspect of everything you do. Like my challenge, why? is part of everything um, and all my decision-making. My how is better way and my, and my what is make sense. So I challenge conventional thinking. How I do that is I help people find a better way. And what I bring is the ability to make sense out of complicated situations and problems. Once I understood that, not only was it easy for me to feel good about who I am and feel aligned, it was easier for me to explain to other people what I do as well. 
So I'm sure it's more than evident just by hearing you describe the work around the why, but I feel an obligation to let our, our listenership know, <laughs> listen, Lisa didn't just watch a Simon Sinek YouTube. She's a certified why coach, so she, she's not only familiar and, and uh, uh, erudite <laughs> with some of this, <laughs> this language, she can actually help you get there. I mean, this yes. you've invested the time, energy, and there's probably some financial uh, um, commitment as well, but you actually went and, and became uh, trained as a Y coach formally, yes? Yes, yes, I did. And it was one of the best things I've ever done because everyone wants to know why, why we're here. Because most people think that their purpose is their work. And I say, absolutely not. Your purpose is not your work. Your purpose may be an end so means to support your purpose. Your work is something that helps you have freedom and it would be nice to love what you do and give you, you know, give you that freedom in your life and feel like you have purpose. But your purpose may be rescuing animals. Your purpose may be that, you you know, there's so many different purposes. So so I like to think about and, and you know, and work. If you're going to spend 8, 10, 12 day, hours a day, because many of us do work incredible amount of hours and work, we want to be aligned in something that's important for me. If it's different, if it's better, and it makes sense, I do it. If it's not, then it's not as appealing for me. Okay, two key pieces of business that I want to attack before we wrap. One is I think we owe a shout-out to Chris Salem. He is a, a gentleman who we had on another uh, show called Coach the Coach Radio. He connected us. So shout-out to Chris. Thank you for putting us yes. together. And I hope you feel the same way, Lisa, that you're glad. I do. He's <laughs> such a great guy. He's been a great mentor for me. He's helped me out a lot. He's a really, really good guy. <laughs> so thank you, Chris. Uh, but the other thing, if you would, I would like to approach this whole conversation from the other side of the desk, if if you will. I'm a small business owner. I'm the number two guy in a media company. We're pretty successful. We don't have a lot of employees, but we have a lot of associates, I guess you would call them. So, you know, we got a, we got 50 or 60 folks out there running around trying to do our thing. As a, as a leader, it would be interesting to, to hear any insight uh, that you might have, perspective, ideas, recommendations you might have on, from that side of the table, how to, how to create an environment and um, and lead a, a culture that because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to manage multiple wise right and, right and, and, so you get, so you got that and you want all of them to be able to live into their why but also the organizational why and how to foster um, and the other side of that not crush <laughs> how to foster the best the best mindsets and so there's there's this individual there's this group thing. I, I don't even know if there are any answers, but if there are any, I'd love to hear them. Well, you know what? Thank you so much for this question, because very few people ask from that perspective. So I really appreciate that question. When you have a company, what's the most important thing? When you go to work, you want to enjoy work and you want to enjoy your coworkers. You want to you want to also feel successful when you as a business owner know your own individual why. That is generally the why of the company. So when you let your people know, because they're also the face of the company, everyone that they interact with is the face of the company. So let's say your why is trust. 
And you want to make sure that everyone in that company knows that trust is the utmost important to you. And as a company, we're going to make sure that we're trustworthy and everyone who works for me is, is, you know, that we, that our clients can trust. And if you breach that trust, you're out. Or, you know, so, so when you think about it as helping set the tone in the company, help with the values of the company, also knowing your why is knowing how to communicate with some people because there's the why of clarity. So there's some people who ask lots of questions to get to the root cause of people's issues. So, so knowing people's why is really important. Um, and also having a diverse group of whys in your company. You don't want everyone having the same why. Because we have people who are contributors who like to be the support team behind the scenes. And they are amazing. You, every company needs them because they're the ones who always have your back. Then you better way people are some of the best entrepreneurs out there because they're always looking for a better way. They can't help themselves. So there's so many different types of then right way people. You want a right way people as your account person as your accountant. You want someone who's really good at structure. You don't want a challenge personality like me running your accounting firm. <laughs> Who thinks outside the box all the time. So knowing people's why is really important in hiring. And also one of the things that I've been doing is also what is the why of your customer or your client. And then you market to them. It's so important to really know what your avatar is and then you're gonna communicate and use that language in your advertising, in your marketing on how to speak to those people. I was just working with someone um, this morning who's starting a business and her, her why is trust, her how is better way and her what is contribute. And she really wants to be of service. And she's all about making sure that she can be trusted and she's going to find a better way. And what's so cool about this woman is this, this, her why, how, and what impact every aspect of her life, all parts of it. So this is also helps businesses decide how they're going to promote someone. Is this new position in alignment with their why? Are they going to enjoy it? Or, or is there some other position we should if this person's valuable, let's come up with a position that's in this person's highest and best. And when you have happy employees that all get along, you're going to have a lot more efficiency and you're going to have a lot more profit. And you're going to have a lot more people not taking days off because <laughs> <laughs> they're stressed out of their mind. You want people to be in a position that comes natural to them. I am so glad that I asked that question. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for that. Okay, let's make sure that our listeners know how to get in touch with you or someone on your team if they'd like to have a, a conversation about any of these topics, whatever you feel like is appropriate, email, LinkedIn, uh, website, phone, whatever. Well, I have my website, which is Peak Performance Mindset Coaching. Um, LinkedIn is also great. It's Lisa Shermerhorn. Um and uh, you can also email me at lisa at peakperformancemindsetcoaching.com. And I always give, I'm very open to giving um, free consultations. I'm happy to talk to people and see how the why, or, you know, if someone just wants to do the why test, I love doing that and helping them figure out their why, how, and what. Um, 
So there's there's a lot of different tools that I have to help people really discover who they are and why they're here and if they're in alignment with um, what they're doing right now or if they just need some help. Um, and, and here's the other thing at work. The last thing we want to do is get triggered by other people, by coworkers. When you can get yourself to a neutral, neutral space and, and heal that, then someone can say whatever they want and you won't take it on. I always say that people are mirrors for us. So if you're getting triggered or unhappy by someone, they're giving you a lesson and it's something for us to work on on the inside. And when we do that, then nothing will will phase them. Marvelous counsel to cap this particular conversation. I hope that we'll have an opportunity to swing back around and do this or something like it. Uh, Again, at least it has been an absolute delight having you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it and love to come back anytime. All right. This is Stone Payton for our guest today, Lisa Shermerhorn with Peak Performance Mindset Coaching and everyone here at the Business Radio X family saying we'll see you next time on Workplace Wisdom. Wisdom.